Hello and welcome to Best Comics Ever, presented by Comic Book Herald. I'm your host, Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com, and you're listening to Season 1, Episode 14 of our first year here exploring the Best Comics Ever podcast. This week we're going to be continuing our look into new full story arcs released on Marvel Unlimited, the digital sort of all-you-can-eat platform. And again, as a fresh reminder for those of you who are just getting familiar with the concept here, um, every week or a couple weeks I'm going to be looking at the new comics that are added to Marvel Unlimited. Now usually when they add new comics to the library, they do two things. They fill in classic issues that are older from previous decades, um, and then they also release new comics that were released six months ago to the day. So those are the ones that we'll be most focused on basically if you are sort of catching up or keeping up with modern Marvel through Marvel Unlimited. Uh, the best way that I like to do so is to wait until a full story arc or run is complete in there and then to consume it once it's available. So again, because they release these on an issue by issue basis, um, the example I give is if you see Runaways number four is available or perhaps Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows number 11 is available, that doesn't necessarily tell you where in what would be considered you know, a collected trade or graphic novel or one individual unit of story arc that falls. So that's what I've been doing is cataloging uh, when these arcs are actually reaching a sort of stopping point or a, a whole story that you can consume. So this week on the pod, we'll be looking at comics added to Marvel Unlimited added uh, on August 12th and August 19th, 2018. This will give us the first full arc of the Runaways relaunch written by Rainbow Rowell and drawn by Chris Anka. Uh, It's very, very good. We'll be talking about that in a bit more detail. It also gives us Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, number one to number 15. Now, these have been in MU actually for a little bit longer, but I noticed that Renew Your Vows, number 16, was added to MU on August 19th, and this is part one of a story, which made it clear to me that the first 15 issues could be consumed in their entirety Um, as complete story arcs and having not actually caught up on that series to date that I looked into that one as well so I'll be discussing that and then we have two other Marvel Legacy era stories that are complete and now added in the full MU library and those are Doctor Strange number 381 to number 385 and that is the story titled Loki Sorcerer Supreme written by sort of rising superstar Marvel Donny Cates with artist Gabriel Hernandez Walta And then we also have Captain America issues 695 to 697 with the excellent creative team back together again after work they've done on titles like Daredevil and Black Widow of Mark Wade and Chris Somney. So there's some really good stuff in the last couple weeks, um, as well as some classics that I'll mention here at the end that have been added that are that are quite fun and worthwhile reads as well. So going from probably least favorite to best is actually a bit of a challenge here because they're all good. Um, Unlike last week, I would actually recommend that you read literally all four of the stories that I'm going to talk about um, as a Marvel Comics fan. And especially if you're into keeping up with what's going on in modern Marvel, again, in in Runaways and the Doctor Strange arc and the Captain America arc, we have really what is, um, you know, some of the central titles that came out of Marvel Legacy. And if you're unfamiliar 
or it, it passed you by, I wouldn't blame you. Marvel Legacy came and went very fast, but essentially what it was is in um, around October 2017, Marvel announced a new sort of line-wide publishing initiative. Um, it's not a reboot per se, but in many cases it led to a relaunch of numbering. And basically anytime Marvel announces a, a name for their, their initiative, their publishing initiative like this, they're trying to put into focus um, kind of just some branding around new stories and new directions, and oftentimes it coincides with new creative teams on each individual comic. Um, again, in the ones that I will be talking about today, they're very good. So I'll actually talk first about the one that is the least Marvel Legacy focused of any of them, and that's Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. So this one again didn't just get released but the first 15 issues are available i have been behind on this series i've been hearing good things and it's a lot of fun uh it's it's very much in the vein of the family superhero story that is getting a bit of a resurgence lately i say for the better it's not quite as good as the the most comparable story like this that i'm seeing in comics right now which is the superman dc rebirth era stories this is a Superman comic uh, with primarily work by Patrick Gleason and Peter Tomasi is a story about Superman married to Lois Lane with a child, John Kent. And it is absolutely glorious if you have access to Hoopla Digital, um, your local library. Of course, all the issues would be available at your LCS or Comixology. Superman is one of my favorite rebirth titles for that reason, because the family dynamics are so strong. And Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows ties into a similar vein of putting Peter Parker married to Mary Jane Watson with their daughter, Annie. And it's it's really enjoyable to see family Spider-Man. This, of course, in sort of Marvel, and I guess I should mention, this is out of continuity, right? This is an alternate reality that is not tied into the traditional Marvel Comics continuity, and that has historically been been true. Uh, anytime Peter has, you know, established a relationship with Mary Jane, and they've been married for a number of years in the comics, uh, usually that comes to an end as as publishers and and you know editorial decides that Spider-Man works best when he's young and alone and and hip in the city and typically poor. Of course, many exceptions to that rule, but it's nice to see him actually have the family life. And in this case, with Renew Your Vows. It started actually as a tie-in to the 2015 Secret Wars. So Renew Your Vows was one of the sort of alternate reality uh, storylines that that took place in, you know, again, just out of continuity. And it had this villain named Regent who was sort of taking down all the superheroes and taking all their powers. And the wildest thing about reading Renew Your Vows is that miniseries, uh, sets the stage and carries through the current series tremendously to the point that if you haven't read it, uh, a lot of this does not add up. They mention Regent constantly. So that Secret Wars tie-in is is one of the better ones, and I, I quite like Secret Wars, as I've made, I'm sure, abundantly clear to those of you who read Comic Book Herald. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, I would read the miniseries and then jump into this ongoing, which is written by, so the miniseries is written by Dan Slott who's written, of course, a gajillion Spider-Man issues over the last decade. But this one's written by Jerry Conway with art by Ryan Stegman, at least in the early going. And Conway, of course, is one of the all-time iconic Spider-Man writers. And 
maybe at this point, best well-known for the death of Gwen Stacy arc. So it's not exactly a, you know, positive note, but again, it's one of the most, of course, uh, classic Spider-Man stories of all time. So he's writing this, and he actually gets to write Spider-Man having a, a happy family, which is kind of a nice turn in this case. Um, obviously, they have their challenges, but the, the main thing to point out that carries over from the miniseries is Peter Parker is Spider-Man, of course, but Mary Jane Watson and daughter Annie have powers as well. So it's a spider-powered family, which does separate it from the likes of, say, Superman, in that uh, Lois Lane does not have superpowers in that comic. Uh, she has journalism powers, which are quite different, but this one you could see sort of the family fighting, fighting evil and villainy in action. So... I would recommend it if you haven't checked it out, especially if you like superhero family dynamics. And again, this is a story that, you know, it, it sort of has been said cannot exist in Marvel continuity proper. So it's nice to see it exist somewhere else because it's it's a fresh direction for Spider-Man. And it's, it's always good to see different takes on what the character could be. So next, I would say... Again, going from least favorite to most favorite, it, it's difficult, but I would go with Captain America 695 to 697 just because these are three almost standalone issues of Captain America, Steve Rogers, recovering from the events of Secret Empire. So 2017, Marvel's big summer event was Secret Empire, written by Nick Spencer, and the event basically had a villainous... Captain America, a version of Steve Rogers, who was actually a sleeper Hydra agent. And this has been extremely well publicized to the point that I, again, this sets up the entire arc. It is not a spoiler to say this is what carries Secret Empire. Um, and then Captain America, 695 to 697, is getting Cap himself back in action and sort of accounting for and dealing with what has become of the country, what has become of his role in, in sort of the Marvel Universe after the events of this event that really should have tarnished his legacy. So Wade does, one of the things he does best is tying into the history and sort of the gravity of a character. He's already proved himself as a very good Captain America writer back in the 90s with the artist Ron Garney. And here is no exception. These three issues with Somnion Art, who's one of my favorite favorite Marvel artists over the last decade or so. Uh, they're just very good Captain America stories. They're they're not, you know, necessarily all-time greats, but you do get Cap fighting a white supremacist splinter cell in a small town America. You get Cap fighting Craven uh, the Hunter, who's, of course, hired to take him down. And they're just strong comics. Three issues, again, they're quick reads. I highly recommend checking those out as well. That takes us to what is a very difficult decision between Runaways 1 to 6 and Doctor Strange 381 to 385. I've already said on Best Comics Ever when ranking the full Doctor Strange run written by Donny Cates, which goes for I think about 10 issues plus a Damnation crossover. Um, I've already said I like it probably the most of Cates' work at Marvel to date, even more so than the extremely well-publicized and uh, fan-favorite arc Thanos wins. 
that said, it's hard for me to say it's definitely better than Runaways. I think I will say that just because I, I tend to like Doctor Strange more. But Runaways is very, very good. Uh, again, you have Rainbow Rowell, who's a young adult fiction author. This is her first foray into comics. And then you have Chris Hanka on Art Duties, who has most recently done things like the Star-Lord Solo series. And it's a perfect pairing. They, they work extremely well together. The Runaways all look like slightly aged up yet very appropriate versions of themselves. Uh, one of the most fascinating things about this series is there's very little by way of superhero action. It is primarily a character study, but it still feels tense and dynamic and compelling, again, especially if you have an attachment to the Runaways as characters. Now, most Marvel fans will know Runaways as the series created and produced by Brian K. Vaughan and artist Adrian Alfona in the early 2000s. They wrote some 40 plus issues, and then the, the characters in the series have kind of lagged and, and faltered since then. Uh, they haven't even had an ongoing in quite some time off the top of my head. It's you know maybe close to a decade. And of course, they've been around in other capacities, but bringing them back, you know, it could have just been a Hulu tie-in with the series launching. And instead, it's it's easily one of Marvel's best ongoings. It's already extremely, extremely good. And Raul and Anka prove that they get the characters, that they get what made the comic tick. They also pick up right, really right in the wake of the end of the Vaughn and Alfana era, which is extremely smart. So they, they focus on Gert, Stein as a character and what she meant to the runaways, but then they also, you know, they age everyone up. So it's, they're going back in time to sort of address what the series was like when it was in BKV and all phone hands, but then they're, they're modernizing it and they're bringing it forward into a place where the runaways have been through some wild stuff. Some of them were involved in Avengers arena when, you know, you had all the teen heroes brought into a hunger game style thing on an arcade murder world where a lot of them didn't make it. And, and that's going to leave some baggage. So runaways is very much a recommended read. I'm excited to see what the second volume looks like. And it's, it did not let me down in the slightest, uh, with the character, character development and work there, especially Chase Stein, who is funny and, and charming throughout. You also have Victor La Mancha fresh on the heels of his very dark and somber turn in the vision series, uh, which you haven't read vision by Tom King and, um, Gabriel Hernandez Walta. I, I highly recommend you do so, but Runaways even salvages him from, again, what is a, it's a very serious and incredible, but, but somber series uh, for La Mancha. So Runaways 1 to 6, very much recommended. And that brings us to Doctor Strange 381 to 385. And again, don't worry if, you, if you're trying to keep tab on the issue numbers, I'm going to put them all in the notes so you know. Uh, which comics you can you can look up to read. This is the Loki Sorcerer Supreme arc. It comes on the heels of Jason Aaron's relatively long run on Doctor Strange, and basically it does a nice job of of transitioning into something new. It takes it sort of throws us in meteores with Loki pretty much already established as Sorcerer Supreme. As the comic rolls on, we sort of figure out how that happened, how Doctor Strange lost the title, and it, it makes quite a bit of sense. Um, I think the the easy thing to think with a title like this is that it's going to be 
sort of entirely based around Loki and what is a fun but semi-predictable idea of, well, he's magic, he could be Sorcerer Supreme, and it's it's hard to imagine that sustaining for more than, say, an issue or you know an alternate reality one-off a la Edge of Veniverse for that style of story. And what Kate's and, and the creative team do very well is they bring in other Marvel Universe players that I did not expect. And I won't even mention who because they are surprising if you haven't seen. And through doing that, it makes the story quite compelling in a way that ties into, again, if you've been keeping up with the modern Marvel Universe, uh, it makes it more interesting than just your standard Doctor Strange and Loki throwing bolts of energy and magic at each other. So the character dynamics here are also very good. Uh, so you get some development in the Doctor Strange sort of, uh, what would you call it, supporting character cast that will be particularly important moving into Marvel Damnation and makes that series uh, quite a bit more enjoyable if you're familiar here as well. So it's it's my most recommended read of the week, uh, despite the fact that really everything I talked about was quite enjoyable to read and it got me feeling pretty good about reading Marvel Comics again, which, you know, it ebbs and flows depending on what I'm reading. So that was good stuff. So those are the, the new reads in Marvel Unlimited. I would say as far as some quote-unquote classics that were added this week, uh, you had Spider-Man number 17. This is the early 90s series, and this is the Spider-Man Infinity Gauntlet tie-in, uh, which often gets or has been overlooked for quite some time. And if you're reading Infinity Gauntlet as part of a Infinity Wars MCU-style binge, and I would recommend that everyone does this. Uh, Spider-Man number 17 is one of the tie-ins that you definitely want to read. It's really interesting and kind of wild, and it's it's sort of a dream sequence, sort of not. I If you're doing the Infinity Gauntlet experience, I highly recommend mixing in uh, Spider-Man number 17, I believe written by Ann Nocenti, one of the greats of the 80s and early 90s in Marvel. You also have issues 28 and 29 of The Punisher's uh, 87 to 1995 series and these are the acts of vengeance crossover where the punisher is matched up against dr doom and that is probably enough of a selling point to send most of you reading it i read these tonight actually and well worth the read they're very fun occasionally very funny and uh, they make the acts of vengeance experience quite a bit more enjoyable uh, the final classics that I have on here that were added the most recently, um, and these I mostly haven't even read, uh, you have New Warriors, number 18 to 25. You have the Mephisto Versus series. So there's four uh, one-offs of Mephisto versus the Avengers versus Fantastic Four versus the X-Men, etc. And then you have two four-issue limited series of Hercules, Prince of Power. Uh, these I actually own in print. I just need to get around to reading them when I do my Hercules reading order here in the coming weeks. So there you have it. Those are the new complete story arcs in Marvel Unlimited. And I will again, will put these issues in the notes on comicbookherald.com. So if you want to come and see what comics you should read, they will all be listed there as well. For a quick recap, for those of you listening and, and only listening, we had Runaways number one to six. Amazing Spider-Man, Renew Your Vows, number 1 to 15, Doctor Strange, number 381 to number 385, and Captain America, number 695 to 697. You've been listening to Best Comics Ever, 
by Comic Book Herald. I'm Dave Busing, writer, producer, and editor of the podcast. Music for Best Comics Ever is written by Anthony Weiss. You can find more of Anthony's music at anthonyweiss.com. Best Comics Ever is made possible by support on patreon.com slash comicbookherald. To learn more about supporting the podcast and supporting Comic Book Herald as a whole, please again go to patreon.com slash comicbookherald. Thanks for listening, everybody, and as always, enjoy the comics.